0: Welcome back to our, too quickly, third segment. We're already on our third segment. I could do about 20 segments here with Jerry Salter. Kurt, I could do about four or five. So <laughs> okay. But Jerry, I could sit and talk to all day because we've got story after story. We're talking about a farmer's life. And uh, we've been wanting to do this show for a long time, and I'm really glad we get a chance to do it. We're talking about farm life. And if you want to hear this whole show in its entirety, you just caught it and for a few minutes, and you're not going to be able to hear it all, uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to SoundCloud. Dot com you can go to iTunes if you have an iPhone and you just type in solid steps radio uh, or you can go to furtherstoneministries.org and click on the mic and you can hear this show in its entirety and all, all of our shows coming up on a hundred episodes and very thankful for that so we're talking about living life on the farm and last segment we talked about the faith of a farmer and how you could you got to do 20 tons to break even and get the fifth ton or the, the five tons above that is what's the profit and how much work it takes to Put stuff in the ground, and literally, you said, Jerry, you said, I wrote it down here we're at God's mercy, yeah, we are, whether <laughs> it rains or not. And so, uh, it's funny, I was telling you guys how we were out at the fair, and you see all these farm families, you know, it's like I can see they just make the trek to the farm, they've got their mm-hmm. cots, and they've got their coolers and refrigerators, and they're living at the fair <laughs> for two weeks, and uh, and and you see these massive thousand pound cattle walking by and you got a little 10 or 12 year old girl or boy dude <laughs> that was me walking along and I'm thinking this is I mean, my kid barely make the bed and let alone these kids are taking <laughs> cattle from one place to another
1: you used to well I was I was when I was 10 years old I had about a thousand eleven hundred pound steer and because uh, we, we would show uh, we had cattle on the farm right and we would, we'd raise these calves and then we'd show them and uh, so you you they' they're wild and and you got to tame them down so when they're about four or five hundred pounds you you catch them and you tie them up and you gotta slowly over time. Uh, get them to be calm and tame so that they trust you.
0: Cattle? Cattle. See, I thought you, the cattles were just kind of born docile. Oh, no. Like break a horse, but you got to break a cow too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't know and that. And
1: you, you would, you would uh, you'd take this, he's, he's tied up with a halter real, t- uh, real close, and you, you would feed him and water him. He's tied up. And when you would do that, he's beginning to learn that you're caring for him. And then while you're doing that, you would scratch him. You would kind of itch him where he uh, he can't he can't reach very good his rear end. And you would scratch him, and he he'd like that. And he'd say, "This this guy isn't so bad." <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like it should be for another segment of another topic. <laughs> <laughs> but but and then and then you, pretty soon you learn you learn to lead him to water. You learn to lead him to food, and he begins to trust you. And so you got now now you. And you, dad would help us do all this, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you, he'd be, he'd be get to be a thousand pounds, a thousand pound animal, twelve hundred pound animal, and then you're a ten year old kid and you're leading him around. I mean, this cow could, this calf could just take me on a uh, a ride, yeah. you yeah. know. I mean, yeah. I, there's no way I could stop him. Yeah. But he's he's now we've worked and and uh, he's we got this. Trust
0: relationship, you know, and uh, you care for him, and so he follows you. Jerry, let me ask you when you have to entrust, first off, there's an aspect of having boys on the farm, mm-hmm. not the girls as well, but yeah. the boys are your workers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so talk about as a father having to teach your son how to care for this livestock. There's life lessons you're teaching them too. You're not just yeah. teaching them the practical part of that. Talk about that, having to teach your kids about with livestock.
2: Well, they they grew up with it. Yeah. I mean, knowing, you know, what we raised the cattle. And we always talked about when they get old enough, they'll be in 4-H, and then they'll show their calves. Mm-hmm. And th- that was part of it. They went with me to help feed them and take care of them. And it was just a matter of kind of ease them into it then, into 4-H. Mm-hmm. And... They had, each one had their own calf right. that they had. Kurt always had, he'd always name his calf Joe. <laughs> he really, had, really creative. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of creativity back yeah, there. Really. And uh, it was just a, it was good for the boys to see the calf. You know, some cattle are better quality than others. And they would try to pick each one. They'd try to pick out which they thought was the best one. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a lesson that they learned to, to learn to find what was the best one for them right. and they could work with them then. Right, Kurt, being on that side of
0: it, what are the things you learned when you had to have the responsibility of taking care of livestock growing up and animals? I mean, well, you, you never had a break. Mm. You had to work, you had to feed and
1: care for these animals every day. Mm. And it's not just like, I, I mean, it's not like a dog. I mean, you have, you have, to, you have to do that with a dog. But these are we got a whole bunch of cattle, so you know you you, you take care of the especially the, the in, in a special way the the ones you're going to show. But you got to take care of all the cows. Mm-hmm. They got to get fed every day. They got to have water every day, and uh, and you know most of the time they they could drink out of a creek or. Uh, um, but 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 in the winter time you got to feed them hay. They got they have to be taken care of, mm-hmm. and so the the responsibility is what I, I guess I you know looking back on it I, I just appreciate the work ethic that I learned the responsibility I mean I'm driving a tractor when I'm ten years old Dad's teaching us he, he's he still has this old what is it uh, what year is it 1950 it's a
2: 1953 Ford Jubilee tractor the little Ford tractor that uh, I bought and the boys all learned to drive that tractor when they got to be about ten years old while well, they were getting big enough and to reach the clutch and to to learn to drive the tractor, we didn't have roll bars or anything like that. We just set them on there and and uh, prayed that we wouldn't and prayed fall off. Nothing that they wouldn't <laughs> fall off. You know, they were, but it was. It was good. They learned that they had to hang on, yeah. and and be with it because if they took their eye and didn't do something right, it, it could cause an accident real easy. So,
1: so dad, dad's favorite oh. saying back back yeah. when I'm growing up to us boys, you know, because it's not just that tractor, then it's it's multiple tractors and it's machinery. And he would say, boys, machinery doesn't think. You've got to think. You are in charge. You have to make decisions and you have to um, be responsible. If you're not responsible, this, mach- this tractor will drive right through the machine shed and I mean, blast a hole right through it. I mean, mm-hmm. you you got to you got to think. You got to you got to be in control hmm. of yourself, and you got to be in control of the tractor and the equipment.
0: It, it, tell me uh, any funny. Uh, I know you got plenty of stories, but is there <laughs> any livestock stories you think it comes to mind the most? Growing up. Well, my first steer. My first steer was
1: <laughs> um, uh, this steer we happened to buy from a neighbor. Yeah. And when we brought him home, he jumped. He jumped out of the the trailer. And he he just ran right through the barbed wire fence and tore up tore up the fence, and he ran all the way up into the the town of Tremont, uh, a a mile away, in the middle of winter. And uh, oh yeah, it was
0: crazy, Dad. You you all had to go fetch him, right? So so
1: you know what my dad does? He he bridles up the pony we had we had a couple of ponies and he bridles up the pony and he's riding the pony all the way down. Like john wayne man I mean, like, oh my God! it was like a circus going on out there gosh and then uh and then you know probably the that that same animal that was crazy wild you know we tamed him down he got so he was as tame as a dog
2: one of the tamest ones then one of the and tamest
1: <laughs> calves i've ever had you know and <laughs> And he was so calm and gentle. I'd call him. I'd call him Joe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> and he'd come. I'd, he'd let me ride him. He'd if he'd be laying out in the pasture. I could go. I could. How old are you then? I'm, you know, ten years old. Man, oh man. And, and then and then dad, um, you know, I, sh- I go to the four H and I showed him and and I got a blue ribbon. He got like third or fourth in his, in his class and and <clears throat> I was so happy, you know, and and I'm so. Pleased with Joe, and then I I come home, and Dad says, "Now, Kurt, we had talked about this before. That there's only one thing you can do. You can only do with what he's not a heifer, so she. It's you know, the heifers have calves, right. and it's not a bull. He's a steer, and there's only one thing you do with a steer: is you you eat them. Yeah. And uh, I looked at him and. All right. Okay. So, old Joe. Oh, we we uh, we had Joe. We had steak.
0: We had steak. That's weird. A blue ribbon, right? It brings y'all this joy. And and talk talk about that though. I mean, you you saw from the the beginning. He got on the farm, and he was causing havoc. And now he's on the dinner table. And and, and that's a process. I, right? It's a
1: total process. And you learn that. You know, I mean, Dad used to say, you know, guys, animals. God gave us animals in this case to eat, and, and that was you know we we took care of him, and it seems like oh my goodness that is but that's what farm life is about, and uh, you value livestock, but at the end you know ultimately we are hum- you know God's highest level of creation right and and we we had to eat him
2: <laughs> and he was good he was really good too
1: i remember i remember the first steak i vividly remember you know i'm 10 years old this is 40 some years ago uh, but we had steak and dad goes in joke
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, old joe that's hilarious well you know you, you know t- uh again we just take it for granted when i go to the grocery store there's ground beef. There's there's everything we need is there. But on a farm, you had to raise all of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and so we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk in our final segment a little bit more about life on the farm and, and work and, and how that's good for your soul and, and what that means to be growing up on a farm and how we can apply that in our own lives. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. welcome back to our fourth and final segment uh we may have time for a bonus segment here afterwards to swap some stories but we're talking to jerry Souter today uh he and peg peggy Souter, they were, raised their family on a farm for their whole life really and and they were are, they, i was going to say there were farmers they old saying in marines once a marine always a marine uh once a farmer always a farmer, yeah, a farmer. Right? you're a farmer yeah, yeah they, whether you're doing farming per se you are a farmer and we're talking about growing up on the farm and, and farm life and uh, we talked about faith and we talked about uh our relationship with livestock and how that really works into our character and, and and you know the one thing that i think about with a farmer the most endearing quality of the one if you had to boil it down there's many but i think about the work ethic of a farmer and then I th- it reminds me of in genesis 2 where God looks at Adam and says, here's the creation. He says, tells him to do two things with it, work it and take care of it. And that is before sin ever enters the picture. Most people look at work as the burden, which he did say now that now that sin has entered the, the picture here, it, it's going to be a, a toil, it said. And you got to deal with
1: thorns and, thistles. Thorns and, and me, thistles. Let me tell you, when you're on the th- farm, there are plenty of thorns
0: and thistles. <laughs> and thistles. <laughs> Talk about the work ethic, and you said something on the break, Jerry, that I thought was incredibly profound about working
2: and with your kids. I always took the kids with me, and we, we tried to work together. And then I would show them how to do a job and let them do it. And I would many times go in the house and tell Peg afterward when the kids were out i said you know it would be so much easier to do it myself i could do it faster and it'd be so much easier but they don't learn that way mm-hmm. and i really think that was it was good for them they learned how to work when they were little guys yeah and it's the it's work ethic that has really stuck with them yeah <clears throat> well and
1: i remember one day um when you're working the ground you know and getting ready for uh planting the corn or soybeans or pumpkins or whatever um, it, there's a certain aspect of just running the machinery over the ground and getting it ready but when the crop is up and you cultivate out the weeds if you, if you get off the row you can uh, on an eight row cultivator you can you can be plowing out instead of plowing out the weeds you're plowing out the corn mm. and I remember as a teenager dad's teaching me as a young kid how to, how to cultivate and he let me fail and I, I remember I remember I plowed out on how much corn i felt oh. I, I felt like I was plowing out the whole field and i he comes back out and he's i I started crying I said, like, i've ruined the crop you know how and old are you
0: now at this point How mm-hmm. old well, I was probably teenager four, 13, 13 14.
1: 13 or fourteen okay. probably. yeah and, uh, and I'll never, I was out in the tractor <laughs> with him and he was driving the tractor and I was sitting next to him. And then all of a sudden we switched and all of a sudden I'm driving the tractor and I've driven this tractor n- numerous times but I have not cultivated corn because you've got you to be on your A game and because uh, you, you, you're off a little bit and you're going to plow out the corn. And then all of a sudden, so he's with me and then all of a sudden he's, we made several rounds of, of just going through the field. And then he says, stop the, "Stop the tractor in the middle field." He gets out of the out of the tractor, out of the cab. He says, "I'll be back." And now I'm all alone. Mm. And I know, oh my goodness, I can't screw up. You know, I can't, I can't mess up. And uh, but I did. And uh, you know, I felt horrible. And he goes, and "This is what Dad said." He goes, "You got, you got to stay focused. You got to pay attention." But then he said. I I did the same thing when I was when I was your age. Mm-hmm. My grandpa did the same thing with him. You, you got to let kids fail. It was almost a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 to this day, that it was a rite of passage because I mean, he, the, of all, of all the things you do on, in the field, this is one of the most important. And if you mess up, you're not going to have a crop.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah, <laughs> you always use this. Uh, I hear you so much over the years. Use the analogy of uh, shoveling manure or whatever you do with manure. <laughs> well, <laughs> well,
1: it, well, yeah. When the cows are in the barn or in, uh, you know, in in the shed, you know, they're they're making a mess, right? And so eventually, you got to clean all that stuff up. And my dad could make pitching and hauling manure fun no 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 you don't wake up in the morning going golly i can't wait to haul manure today <laughs> and pitch manure you know but because um, it was
2: hard work it was hard oh, work my i goodness. mean you got
1: a pitchfork and it's heavy it's it's Stank. it stinks <laughs> you're, you're 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 all it's all around you it's you're stepping in it you're yeah. and it's it, but you got to deal with it and so how did he do that well, d- d- dad he had a couple things that he always did you know first of all he was always optimistic and it was always upbeat like hey you know what guys we, it won't take it won't, it won't last forever you know but we got to do it and you know it had to be done it, ha- it was a job that had to be done and uh but then secondly we were close to gr- my grandma and grandpa and so grandma was always baking, and so he we just bought when we couldn't take it anymore he'd say boys I, I think it's I think grandma's got some goodies up there and so we're like, Oh my goodness, we're gonna have some pie or cookies Don't or brownies <laughs> and donuts, you know. She made oh, she made the best donuts in the world. Oh man. And so we go up there and you know, we got a break and then and then he did one other thing. Uh you know, growing up on a farm, we got we got guns, you know, and it it uh we take another break after we're pitching manure, where our backs are sore and we're, you know, just tired and worn out. He'd say, "Let's go shoot the gun," and you know, there's something to shoot at, at on well, the farm. The
2: pigeons. We used yeah. to. Have the, we'd see the pigeons go into the barn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and we said, "Well, now the pigeons are in there now." So one or two of us would go in, and and going to chase the pigeons out, and the other, and two of them would be out there with their shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> we got to kill the pigeons because k- pigeons carry disease i was going to say there was yeah. a purpose for that yeah again for, they,
0: they, yeah. Carry they carry and disease and you,
1: <laughs> you want you, you get it, get them off the farm right so uh so that was that was another little break you know and then we go back and finish pitching up and then we get go home for lunch or dinner or whatever and have big old meal and right we had we had uh, and i'm not kidding people think i'm kidding but i'm not kidding we had dessert every meal. We had grandma made, grandma made either cobbler or donuts or uh, cinnamon rolls um, or pecan rolls for breakfast. Mm. And then for lunch, we'd always have either some cookies or brownies or pie and then there was whatever was left over for supper. So we had
0: dessert. (laughs) But we worked it off. (laughs) You know, I always think when people talk about diets and you think about the diet of a farmer, technically speaking, they should all be dead by the time they're 30 because they eat Mm. all this full fat and all this Uh, really, but you know what? I think there's something to that. I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it is for you because, like you said, you're working out and you're burning energy. There's something to, there's something about work that is good for your body. It's good for your mind, and it's good for your soul, mm-hmm. right? When, when we go back to the walking pumpkins,
1: or
2: yeah.
0: we also do
1: it with walking beans, so you go out there, you're in the sun all day, so you're you're out in fresh air, you're, you're out in God's creation, you're, you're experiencing the, the awesome summer sun, and you're working, you're sweating, and uh, you're walking up and down. I mean, you're walking miles. Back and forth on these rows. Mm-hmm. And it's a, yeah, you don't wake up going, can't wait to walk beans or walk the pumpkins. But, you know, looking back on that, that was a awesome experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, when dad, when I get to go home, and if, if I can time it right, and I can go out and walk beans now to this mm-hmm. day, yeah. it is a
0: joy. Mm. It is. You feel close to God out there. Really. You're out yeah. there in a the crop and, yeah. know, Something about getting your hands dirty. That, again, this this society and this culture, you'll see a lot of men that when you say, well, I'm going to work, you know what that means? They're going to go to a coffee shop. They're going to put on some earbuds. They're going to open up their computer and they're going to sit down with a cup of coffee for hours at a time and type. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Some of my work is that. Yeah. But boy, there's something about getting your body out in God's creation in the middle of it and doing some type of work that it just, it's just something that triggers something inside you as, as a man, I think, but you guys speak from that from from experience yeah yeah that's uh and and
1: i am forever grateful for the farm life and every time i get to go back to the farm um and just uh sit in uh the last the last time we were picking the crop i was riding with my brother who's now running the farm right and uh, we're in this massive combine and and i'm just sitting there not talking to him and this is just a it's a it's a, a family experience. It's a it's a faith experience, mm-hmm. and it's a, a it's it's doing life together in a really special way. And you learn to rely on each other. You learn to better communicate. There's so many principles that that you can benefit from growing up on a farm. Right. And like I said earlier, many times I said, "Oh, I wish I could go back to the farm and teach my kids mm-hmm.
0: some of these." Uh, experiences yeah that i grew up with well, i'll tell you what we're gonna end here but we're gonna tape one more segment just a little bonus segment maybe swap a couple of stories but uh jerry thanks for coming in but also i want to thank you for being a farmer because uh, there's not many jerry souder's left in the world unfortunately yes. there's not many no there aren't there's, and that's <laughs> that's that's to our detriment as a country so as a, somebody who's consumed a lot of farmed products, I thank you as being <laughs> a farmer and uh, for raising up these kids and, and all that fun stuff. So Jerry, thank you for that. And yeah. uh, Kurt, pray us out. Uh, Lord, thank you for my dad. Thank you for mom and
1: dad and for the faith and for the farm life that I was able to experience and my siblings. And thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for their example. And uh, Lord, um, may we learn from the farmers around us. Uh, and L- Lord, help us to work whatever we do. Your word says to work at it with all our heart is unto the Lord. And so, Lord, uh, thank you for the farmers around this country who provide a great, great produce and food for us. And, uh, Lord, ultimately we thank you for you, for all that you have done for us and ultimately in Jesus. And we
0: pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.